0: You are listening to the Sound the War Cry podcast, episode 34. The time to prepare is now. Will you be ready to take care of yourself and your family should disaster strike? Are you spiritually prepared to lead your family and handle life's problems? This is a preparedness podcast with the intent and focus to help you go through the last days with confidence and courage as we watch society crumble and collapse. Each week, you will be given more knowledge to act upon. With faith and motivation, you can accomplish the impossible and look forward with confidence, hope, and joy as we usher in the return of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are His watchmen, and we are sounding the war cry. Okay, welcome back, my friends, to the Sound the War Cry podcast. I am your host, Heather Mitchell, and I am here to continue with our discussion on organization with our food storage, but more importantly, meal planning. And we want the meal planning to be made easy. So this section in our book, which you can print the book off... Usually in the show notes, I keep the link for you to download a file and you can take that, put it on a USB, take it to Staples or maybe any office supply store, and they can bind this book for you with a nice spiral bound. And now you have a nice emergency prep book. Or just go back and listen to all these podcast episodes because we cover basically every chapter in this book together. This section was uh, a section that was given by Debbie Kent, and she says this about meal planning made easy. Several years ago, I attended a class where the teacher taught an easy method for menu planning. She had two menus, one for cool weather and one for warm weather. They each contained 30 different main meals. To make the menu planning easier, each day of the week was a different theme. For instance, cold weather menu. Sunday, crock pot. Monday, Mexican. Tuesday, pastas. Wednesday, casseroles. Thursday, soup and stews. Friday, sandwiches. Saturday, all American. With this kind of menu planning, she knew exactly what she was going to be making for the whole year. For example, She has spaghetti on both her menus, meaning she has it once every 30 days, or 12 times a year. She knows she needs 12 bottles of spaghetti sauce, 12 pounds of spaghetti, one bottle of Parmesan cheese, and six pounds of hamburger. Knowing this, she is able to take advantage of sales, bulk buying, and couponing to save lots of money. In addition, fewer trips to the store means saving gas and less impulse buying. Then I realized that I could do the same thing with my food storage. This kind of menu planning not only saves money but lots of time because I don't have to figure out what I need to buy at the store. It's all planned out. In addition, you only buy what you need. It is easy to rotate because you are eating what you store and you will always have everything you need to make meals so you go out to eat less. In addition, it is so much healthier because you can customize the meals to your family's dietary needs. Here are some great ideas for storing your meals. The first method comes from a book called It's in the Bag by Trent and Michelle Snow. The idea is that everything you need to make your meal is in the bag, including any food, seasonings, and water. It includes recipes for over 100 breakfast and main meals, which all cook in less than 30 minutes. It is perfect for everyday or 90-day meal plans and easy enough that children and spouses can make them. You can literally build or replace your food storage one bag at a time. They are, easy to, they are easy to make, use, transport, and share. And with this system, you will always have everything you need to make a meal. With this system, the author was able to cut her food storage bill from $520 to $240 per month. Now that is an incredible savings, you guys. I Dare You to Eat It by Lisa Card adds another piece to the food storage into meal's puzzle. This is a book she wrote called I Dare You to Eat It. She, like many of us, started out buying dry goods because the prophet said so. We squirreled it away but didn't use it. After years of this, she decided there must be a better way. Her system uses the 30-day menu plan also, but she uses the basics of food storage as her inspiration for meals. Five meals using each ingredient, rice, pasta, corn and oats, beans, potatoes, and wheat equals 30 meals. These meals should be easy to make and use both long-term and canned ingredients. You can start this by thinking of just one meal using each of the ingredients. Buy enough to make them three times each, one for each month. Then find another recipe for each. When you have done this five times, five recipes each, you will have a 90-day supply of meals that your family already likes and is used to eating. Eventually, you can expand into meal planning for your year supply. The next method is from a book called Dinner is in the Jar by Kathy Clark. It is a takeoff of the kind of meals you will find in the Gifts in a Jar series. The book includes recipes for 30 delicious main meals, as well as information on storing in jars or bags, and info on how to use an iron to seal a mylar bag. The information is great, and the method is a great way to preassemble all the ingredients you need to make a meal. These recipes may include some additions, such as canned meats or liquids. I love it because it uses almost all long-term food storage ingredients, but organized so that I can quickly put a meal together for my family or a friend in need. They also make great gift ideas. There is a new book called Bread in a Bag. It's not going to be new anymore because this book that I'm reading to you is fairly old, okay? But there is a book out there called Bread in a Bag by Pam Emick, E-M-I-C-K, which uses the same idea of pre-assembling like in the dinner is in a jar, but for breads. It includes recipes and instructions for pre-assembling artesian, French, savory, sweetbreads, cinnamon rolls, pizza crust, sandwich bread, and biscuits. It is full of step-by-step pictures for assembling and making the breads. What a great addition to a meal without having to drag out the flour bin. Seasonings and measuring spoons. The recipes can be stored in jars, mylar bags, ziplocks for short term, or food saver type bags. They are quick to assemble and quick to make, minus the raising time. She also has a blog where you can read and ask questions and pick up good tips. It's breadinabag.blogspot.com. Now, I'm fascinated by that idea, folks, because we all store wheat. It would be good to grind that wheat down, possibly, and or just um, measure it out and put it in these jars and then grind it down, but have the quantities of what you need already to make bread in a jar and vacuum pack that jar or store that jar so that that flour stays good for years and years, but you just have to pull a jar and there's your loaf of bread right there, just mix it up together. So that sounds like a great book to have on hand too. All of these books would. Last but not least is Mix a Meal by Deanna Bean, B-E-A-N, and Lorna Schute, S-H-U-T-E. It was my first food storage cookbook. It is a great little book for making mixes using your food storage. The recipes are offered in bulk, fit in number 10 cans, or minis, which is enough for one recipe. I call this book Fast Food Food Storage, Because most of the mixes simply require water added to make something delicious. The recipes include things like baking mixes, sauces and spices mixes, dessert mixes, and mixes for meals. When you are making your own mixes, you save money, and you can customize them to your dietary needs, tastes, and time. Oh, that's going to be a good book too, folks. I hope you can still find some of these books on Amazon. You may not be able to get your, your hands on them, but... Um, Ask people if there's something similar to that. Okay, now, this next section here isn't about food at all. It's about organization of clothes and household supplies. It could be another podcast episode. So it's possible that we do stop here. Yeah, let's stop here. Let's do this one next week. So this was just a short one for you. I want you to be thinking about how to organize your food storage this week. I don't wanna give you more. I want you to get into action organizing your food storage. So for me, I need to sit down and make the menu for 30 days. Maybe it is 30 different meals or maybe it's five meals that are just rotated each week. But then, like last week, when we talked about organization, I put the bins together. Month one has all the ingredients that my family would need to survive in that bin. And so on. Month two, month three, month four to make the meals. So it's all organized beautifully. That's what's going on in my head. That's what I need to focus on doing. So that's what I'm going to make my primary focus is actually putting this stuff together. And I do have Mylar bags. Um, and I have a sealer and all of that. So I could easily portion out beans and rice for my family instead of keeping them in the big, huge buckets, portion that out and put them in the bins and have just enough there that I would need to cook with or have for a year supply. This would also be a good time if, you know, you don't have a way to soften your beans and your beans are really hard and it's, you know, we have no electricity. What do we do if you have a pressure cooker right now, this would be the time to just start pressure canning a bunch of your beans so that they are already cooked up and soft. That's what I'm probably going to do. And um, just pray and pray that it doesn't go bad over the years. But I think if you do this the right way, it can really last us a long time on the shelf. Okay. So that's what I'm going to be thinking about doing. So I can put those in the buckets to feed my family we got to think of ways we can feed our family. It's it. It might not fit into one bucket, but for the most part, I think we can. I think we can get a lot in in just one big. You know, I use those black containers from Costco with the yellow lids. Those big ones. They're about ten ninety nine each if they're on sale. One of those could be labeled month one, and you could just have you know breakfasts, lunch lunches, and dinners, and try to make it compact. Don't have a bunch of things, but just those are your three meals and then have some snacks in there. And I think that would be a good, a good thing to start doing. So however you want to organize your food storage, go back, listen to the episode before this. I gave you some great ideas. It doesn't have to be the way I'm telling you. You want to do it with the way that clicks for your brain. Okay. But the important thing is that you get into action and you get into action now. This is the time. All right, my friends have a beautiful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, could you please share it with a friend and help them so that they can too prepare for the last days and get their food storage and get their house in order. And if you don't mind, please leave us a review in iTunes. If you like this podcast, we'd be honored to have your five-star review. And if you know anyone who would be a great fit for a podcast interview or the Sound the Warcry podcast, somebody who knows maybe something about the last days and how to prepare I would love to have a chat with them thank you so much